out there in social isolation, welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast that watches the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, let me quickly explain there, friend. You've got some catching up to do. We, uh, my name is BT Calloway. I forgot my own name for a second. My own opening spin. <laughs> it's been a long, short week. My name is BT Calloway. I've already watched the entire series. And joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, who has only ever watched the series for the first time ever in reverse order. Elliot, how are you, buddy? Isolated. Isolated and slightly <laughs> mad from it, aren't we all, Alice? <laughs> we know for a little bit of, you know, break from sitting staring at the wall, we decided to watch season five, episode five, entitled Kill the Boy. Uh, Elliot, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> you stole my bet. <laughs> I, sorry, man, but even I was sitting there going, yeah, this is a bit of a snoozer. <laughs> oh, man, last time I was like, I guess they'll kill a boy. No, it's a fucking metaphor. God damn. No boys were killed in this episode. <laughs> no boys were even harmed in this episode as far as I know. So, mm. yeah, man. Well, All except right. for poor little arseface who is emotionally scarred. Oh, dear, oh, dearie me. <laughs> oh, my entire family and village burned. Wow. <laughs> I've um, got an arseface. Okay, so what actually happens in this episode, for those of, those of you at home, Grey Worm wakes up from having an owie. He's all Exciting. sad. Exciting. Somebody wakes up. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I mean, the best things that happen, uh, Tyrion and uh, Jorah Mamon continue, continue their buddy cop movie uh, to Valeria, but we'll get to that later because that's our only, only mention of violence in this entire thing. Is that the name of their buddy cop movie? To Valeria. Ooh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> two buddies, two to Del- Valeria. <laughs> um, man, and other than that, just pieces move around here. Uh, more arrangements for Ramsay and Sansa's wedding happen. Mm. Uh, John decides to go north with Tormund to get the wildlings. But these are all the things we've seen happen, obviously. But this is all just people saying what they're going to do, and it's not really even the the actions that lead them to doing those things. It's just you know it would be a splendid idea if we went north. Yeah, that'd be smashing, wouldn't it, Tormund? Oh, quite jolly good. <laughs> But, you know, there's a theme of this episode of uh, people we'd see to be friends later on, starting out here to be one of them's in shackles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, adorable buddy cops movies always start with, like, they start off being the odd couple. Like, can't believe I'm coupled with this dwarf guy who won't stop talking. Ah, I'm scale (laughs) arm. But even Tormund, it makes me sad that this is, like, because I'm guessing there's not much more of him going backwards. No, I mean, there's got to be bits and pieces, but uh, I was honestly surprised. He gets to be pretty fast friends with John Bumshovey pretty quick. Doesn't he just? And uh, I think that's why I didn't even really notice him being there until, like, season seven, because that's only really when he starts getting great little quip lines and they finally start doing something with his character. Yeah. Back here, he's just kind of grouchy, and we're told he's important, but we've never really felt that, not to my memory, at least. No, he is so far removed from the fucking fun drunk uncle that yeah. I'd love to hang out with and, you know, talk uncle shit. Yeah, it feels like they either got a different writer for that or he started improving or they just decided, hang on a second, he's really fun in the books. Why didn't we do that? <laughs> yeah, they're just on their lunch break from the show and he's like being really funny and holding court much like he does in the other episodes. Yeah. That's the car- Why That's the we- guy. <laughs> I mean, a lot of things uh, happen like that. I know you've probably watched the movies that made us on Netflix by now. And there's a great bit uh, for Die Hard where they're talking about, you know, we're trying to figure out this th- this little twist. How do we get this done? How do we get them up to the roof? To- and then they just heard, uh, what's the guy's name? Hans Gruber. Yeah, but the, uh, the actor. Alan Rickman. Thank you. <laughs> they just hear Alan Rickman start doing an American accent. They're like, that's awesome. And that's how they decided to put that entire scene, pivotal moment of Die Hard, mm. where he pretends to be one of the hostages and, and lures John McClane in. 
they just like realized it from improv from Alan Rickman. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe it was. Entire things can hedge on that kind of thing. This is how little there is to talk about this episode. Ron Diehard. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, no, it was the same with Star Wars. You know, Harrison Ford famously improvised the I know line when it was meant to be, go fuck yourself, Leia, this Force stuff is bullshit. <laughs> so, you know, it's a controversial line, but hey, it was how the script was written and you have to, you know, appreciate the creative direction in that. Yeah, I know, but changing it, you know, they changed the course of Jedi. I want yeah. the fuck you, Leia cut. <laughs> <laughs> Release the fuck you cut. Uh, man, how many how many how many series has Harrison Ford massively redirected because he was lazy? I love that guy; he's so good. Yeah, didn't he have like diarrhea the day of Indiana Jones that he just shot the guy yeah, doing the? It was meant to be this long, prolonged fight, and he's like, "What if I just shot him? We went to bed." <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> forty days and forty nights. That movie was originally three hundred and sixty-five days, <laughs> three hundred and sixty-four nights. Wow, just the Harrison Ford like. just lazy. Yeah, well, there you go. So it's like, oh, the fugitive, oh, wait, there he is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel like it. Yeah. Oh, man. So back to this episode. Uh, what was your MVP? Do you have a most valuable part of this episode? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, like, the part that brought me the genuine most entertainment was mm-hmm. um, actually probably Sam and, what's her name, Gilly? Getty? Yeah, Gilly. Gilly. Yeah. I keep thinking Getty Glee. Um. She just has the vacant stare nailed. Yeah, like, she really does. I don't know if she's just a bad, stupid actor or an incredibly talented one. I've never seen her in anything else. I feel like we're going to have to look this up now. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, has she been in like lots of things? She's actually very, has an amazing range or is she just dead-eyed by nature? Because for a long time, I did call her the worst actor of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're kind of getting back into that territory. But maybe she was playing underdeveloped because her character... You know, you'll find out eventually is uh, her background. She's not got a lot going on upstairs because she never had the chance. No. And this is kind of where that starts to turn around for her because she's around all these books. She's like, is this all the books in the world, Sam? And he's like, no. I even w- wrote that quote in that like SpongeBob bending backwards meme style of <laughs> alternating cats. Is this all the books there is? <laughs> oh, God, it's quite a lot of books. Must be 12. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen this word before or that one. Yeah. Mind you, people can be like that sometimes. You and I both went to music school, and I remember one one theory class, I had this guy, like, they were teaching whatever they were teaching, and this kid put up his hand and goes, um, like, after this, is there much more? And the teacher's like, what do you mean, much more? I was like, I mean, is there much more theory after this? And I was like, oh, you stupid fuck. You have no idea. It doesn't end. There is no end to theory. Oh, you're going to get eaten alive. Yeah, just throw the book at him, man. Just the pursuit of knowledge is eternal, you dumbass. Just I was, I had to suppress laughter and also just, you know, you dumb bastard. But no, like she's got a good point. You know, <laughs> she doesn't have to know things, and you know, she's brought up in a situation. But well, yeah, and I like. I'm assuming where you're going, and they have this kind of back and forth of like. She says, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know things, when Sam is a little like, um, why do you think this is all the books? Because they just have such wildly different upbringings. Yeah. And she makes that apology. And he's like, no, no, you know you know how to do things. You know how to, like, uh, you know, make fires and hunt animals and wash and cook and clean. And she's like, oh, yeah, wash, blah, wash, cooking and cleaning, blah, that's great. Yeah. But uh, he's like, And he was, like, accidentally insulting, but by trying to light her skills as positive. But know. no, she displays intelligence. They're <laughs> like, oh, why, you know? <laughs> and, yeah but I still can't get past it that she has the vacant stare of anyone that I explained the premise of this podcast to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. She just looks like a rabbit without a carrot. Just, (laughs) what's even going on? Because, yeah, she's doing that thing with her lips where it's like an upside-down V and she's showing her teeth. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah. Weird. Weird, weird. So, yeah. Um, just from a pure entertainment value, that is my MVP, but... Uh, otherwise, I'm scraping here, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give mine to when uh, a buddy cop movie continues and uh, Tyrion and Scale Arm are going through uh, Old Valeria, through the canals, and Tyrion starts reciting this poem, and, you know, the doom sh- still rules Valeria, and it sounds like maybe it was a volcano and had, like, a Pompeii kind of situation, maybe. All right. Or maybe there were actual demons. I don't know. But uh, it was a nice poem, and also doom is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Just as a video game and as a word and as an idea. <laughs> Boom. It's a pity they didn't say Animal Crossing at all in this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but no, it was a good poem. It's well delivered. It's, you know, I like that... Tyrion's just rattling this off because he knows like a million books and poems and uh, scale bods all like, oh, I know this one. He kind of chips in at the end and Tyrion's like, well, I would clap, but you have me in chains. <laughs> that fucking landed, actually. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good little scene. It kind of, you can see how they're going to start to get along and be friends despite the fact they clearly don't like each other. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that little spark or something. And also, it really fleshes out the world that we don't know exactly what did happen here, but what happened is so legendary that the ruins are like forbidden and there's poems and all this romantic story about what happened. And yeah, it's, it's very cool. Yeah. Uh, it, make, it makes the world building all the richer for, but for not knowing makes it better. And then they get attacked by stone men. So that's a, uh, we'll skip ahead to four violence stone men attack. <laughs> and that's all the violence. In yep, the that's house. all the violence, little stabby stabby, but that's how, and, but now you know how like scale bod begins. Yeah, but oh, there wasn't even like a bite mark or anything. It was just the same fucking shit I've seen. Maybe it was like a scratch. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I thought that, yeah, the initial infection would have looked a lot grosser. I was kind of disappointed with the pullback yeah. and reveal. And it's like, well, it has to be that hidden one, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. But yeah, anyway, that was a fine scene. I didn't really, obviously, get much out of Tyrion drowning because yeah, what uh, are you supposed? It's just a <laughs> scene tradition. You. Wafts down in the darkness, then wakes up on a shore. It's like, yeah. Which, I don't know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The geography for? of the scene? Like, yeah. Because t- yeah, they weren't near their boat anymore, and then they look out of the ruins, which are like far away. It's like, weren't you sailing through those? Like and- Maybe it just wraps all the way around the bay, I don't know. But I had the same thing, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can understand, you know, Tyrion blacks out, so there's going to be a leap of, you know, time happening, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, him getting pulled down and then washing ashore like a very long way away from the ruins just, yeah, it didn't play for me, really. Yeah, no, me either. Was, I was all thinking the same thing. Like, how did you get, and like, I kind of just want to see if I can travel like that in real life. Just, you know, get into my bathtub, drown, and then I'll wake up at work. Yeah. <laughs> just save some time. I don't know, that's quick. It works in movies. I guess you don't get to decide where you end up, but still. <laughs> uh, it was, however, a very pretty sunset. It was. It was a very pretty shot. They clearly mm. were, yeah, worked from that scene. Yeah, for sure. That being our only mention of violence, we must move to our other mention of nudity! There was nudity! There was nudity! Oh, creepy. What is with this show and creepy, soft-spoken women? Uh, they're good at it. Yeah, they clearly are. <laughs> yeah, they know they know what they're doing. Yeah, Miranda is all standing all nude. Yeah, I've like um, named her um, the, you know, because we've had bob cut creepy yep. and we've had confess creepy. Yep. She has much nicer hair creepy and says a lot more words creepy. Uh, and yeah, Lena Heedy, which is now hard Le- to say. Lena Heedy creepy. <laughs> Lena Heedy creepy. Yeah, that's power creepy, yeah. Oh, so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is an, I want to call it an ever so creepy. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> It'd be ever so creepy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you look down there? It will be ever so much fun to see. Yeah, we're just talking to Sans like, oh, just walk down to the end of the dog kennel so there's a surprise for you there. <laughs> It'll be ever so lovely. Yeah, bingo. Nail on the head, man. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that whole bit was creepy as hell. It's like, what's it going to be? Have they like murdered something already? Or is it just mm. going to be a torso? Or yeah. I don't know. But no, it ended up being Reek. Reek. Yep. Reek, Reek. just reeking it up. Yep. Reeking of ripe smells, apparently. Yeah, when, you know, Ramsey's all, you smell particularly ripe today, Reek. Mm. He was giving off some serious fucking daddy dom vibes in this one. Again, it's just the reigning king of creepy in this series. Yeah. Ramsey just owns everything. I do really like the scene where, you know, he's like, now you lied to me, Reek, you need to be punished. Now get on your knees. He's like, oh, fuck, what's he going to do? Now give me a hand. like, oh, God, he's going to cut off a finger, isn't he? He's like, I forgive you. He's like, God damn, that's still really good. That kind of mm. there's a psych- psychological thing where it's more powerful when you don't know what the punishment is meant to be, or something like that. I can't remember the exacts of it. Yeah, but that's absolutely that thing. Apparently, Negan from Walking Dead really does it as well. Where if you do something wrong, he'll punish a random other person instead of you. Oh yeah, uh, occasionally. That, I don't know. I that reminds me from uh, Lois. Hit Lois from Malcolm in the Middle when she's trading parenting te- techniques with the the army captain, mm-hmm. uh, Commandant Spangler, I think. And yeah, yeah. she's like, sometimes I'll just start treating one of them good just to make the other two nervous, and <laughs> <laughs> they start behaving better. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, it works. But no, I like that in this. It's like you know, Reed gets the tiniest bit of mercy, and that's gonna keep him. You know. Uh, Stockholm Syndrome to Ramsey, you yeah, know, all that little bit more. Not just the physical punishment and torment, but it's also, that's why he stays loyal, because he's just those tiny little nuggets of mercy. Master isn't all bad. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes he gives me a pudding. Pudding. <laughs> Lovely pudding. Uh, after I've finished my meat. Yep. But back to Miranda's nudity mm. uh, and her horny rage when, you know, Ramsey walks over and is all like, you're never going to marry your mind forever, unless I get bored of you. You don't want me to get bored now, do you? And she just kind of bites his lip and... Grabs yeah. his junk or whatever. I had to write down Ramsey streak. <laughs> that was my only pun. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's pun watch for this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I, I guess this scene was f- fine. Fun. And there's some Ramsey butt out there for everybody who wanted to see it. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Kids keeping it tight. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's an actor. They got a stage here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much to say about this scene. It was nah. uh, effective in its creepiness and knowing they're both equally fucked up. But again, I get retroactively then disappointed at the stuff I've already seen because mm. we don't get a lot of, um, I don't know, him and Miranda together um, after this. No. And not a lot of like, I. Oh, I've been, uh, like, Miranda going to Sansa, oh, I've been his squeeze for a long time, you know. Mm. You ain't shit, bitch. Like, there's a li- there's a little bit of it, but mm. I, th- I don't know. I think they could have played up the whole, I don't know, soap opera-ness of it a bit more. Yeah, maybe that's why they didn't, because it was soap opera and it's like, yeah. Miranda isn't the type to fuck around for a long, long time. It'll just be a little bit of ever so creepy, and then stabby, yeah. stabby, stabby, stabby. Mm. Um, but who knows? There could have been more on that, but... I appreciate there's enough going on. They did, couldn't really dwell on it too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me see what else I got on this. Reek and forgive <laughs> well, Man, yeah, I'm struggling already. Because, <laughs> yeah, the questionnaire kind of exists outside this episode because it's not really yeah. hitting the marks. Oh, Sansa meets the old lady who still has her skin on, so uh, she doesn't keep that on next episode. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh. <laughs> yep, that was that one. Um, what was the dinner scene? Oh, yeah. But forgetting Ramsey is like the king of awkwardness, I gotta say, because he's like, oh, here's Reek, and he wants to say sorry for murdering your brothers. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and say it in front of everybody, Reek. <laughs> now Stand on your little chair. Back straight. Yes. <laughs> ah, and what I actually kind of like that is the subtext of Reek 
not wanting to lie to Ramsey, but also he can't tell the truth because he didn't kill Sansa's brothers, but he can't disobey an order. Mm. So, because, you know, he's, he actually killed two farm children and said they were the brothers. Yeah. So I like that kind of mix in him of he doesn't want to disobey an order, but he also, if he does what he says, he'll be lying. Yeah. So I do like that. Um, it's a nice little tense moment of you don't really know what he's going to say, but then he just does what he's told, as of course he does. Mm. Yeah, you can tell why he's just uh, constantly shre- trembling, shaking, mm. and avoiding eye contact. He's yep. holding on to a lot of shit in that poor little head of his. He really is. Poor old... Well, I mean, he is a monster, but still. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just him parading him around like he's a little child. and yeah. just uh, Now do the dance. Do the <laughs> dance. We have visitors. Yeah. Although I do like right at the end where it's like, his, uh, Ramsey's dad is all like, well, you know, we may as well tell you that your mother is pregnant and it's probably going to be a boy. Fuck you. Ha ha ha. Shot him right down from all his, you know, parading around awkwardness at the family dinners. Yeah. So what's the timeline of this to... I know, because she gets gives birth like three episodes from now. Yeah. like I'm willing to concede that maybe it's a little bit easier for her in particular to hide it, but, you know, just, just putting it out there, it seemed quick. It did. I mean, to be fair, there's not a whole lot of sense of time in that... Yeah, we know Stannis is marching towards Winterfell, but, you know, marching across land with a bunch of soldiers, that can take weeks. Yeah. So, fair enough, but say a month, maybe max. Mm. Like, I don't think it's that big of a country, so, yeah, maybe pregnancies just happened faster back then. Yeah. I mean, I've only just realized that um, the timeline of this show is so uh, iffy, like, mm. Because I guess they're sort of presenting it in these, like, the days of the days that things happen, but yeah. they don't ever acknowledge, like, massive passages of time. There's never a... Yeah, no one's ever been like, oh, it's been three months and four days since I've seen you last. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, fair enough. It is hard to track. You kind of just have to give benefit of chronology rather than exact when things are happening. But yeah, like I said, Stannis leaves from Castle Black in this episode. It's, it's not that far from Winterfell. Like, it's... I swear it's less than a week, if yeah. that. So, yeah, I'm not sure. But, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that. Um, one thing I do wonder, does Ramsay know how babies are made? Because he's all like, well, how did you do it? She's like, how, do, how are you sure she's pregnant? She's so fat. It's like, well, how did you find it uh, to do the things? It's like, yeah. you, you sure you know how this works, mate? Because I know you know the sex part, but you don't maybe know, maybe you don't know how Babby is formed. <laughs> did uh, your uh, physical education maester maybe skip a lesson? Yeah, or? a couple of lessons. No one's ever mentioned things. I don't know, man. But Because um, we had that. And we had someone else not being too sure on the uh, birds and the bees somewhere. What was this? It was, I wrote this down somewhere. Gilly? Oh, no. It was, where, it was the title of the episode, The Kill the Boy. Where um you know the maester, the old maester the old uh, guy who's all egg yeah egg <laughs> later on he's talking to John and he's like you need to kill the boy that's how the man is born it's like nope <laughs> I know it's a metaphor but that's still dumb yeah a metaphor has still got to you know work from the other yeah. side if you kill the boy he doesn't become the man yeah the boy needs to grow up you don't <laughs> murder him but. Uh, you named the episode after it. I wouldn't really call attention to it otherwise. Yeah, it's like if someone, instead of saying the metaphor, you know, you plant the seed and let the flower grow, it's like you bury a can and then uh, your car explodes. Yeah, you throw away <laughs> the seeds and then you re- harvest the flowers. There what? <laughs> this makes sense. Well, no. Yeah, okay. Your analogy was way more apt. <laughs> I'm good at making bad analogies. So uh... I just want to say on Old Man as well, uh, his response to how are you was such a mood. I'm a hundred-year-old man slowly freezing to death. <laughs> mood. <laughs> mood AF. <laughs> Um, so yeah, then uh, Ruse Bolton, uh, Ramsey Bolton's dad, has this whole speech about, 
you know, it's like, oh, yes, you've never asked about your mother. Well, you know, she was married to your father. I didn't really like him, so I had him hung, and then I mm. raped her beneath the tree of his swinging body and was like, and then she came to me, you know, six months later, sorry, a year later, and was like, here's a man that's your son, and that's how I met your mother. Yeah, weird. It's like, man, everyone in your entire family sucks, doesn't they? Just your oh. best friend's crazy as hell. Your best your best guy friend is a lunatic who you mutilated. Your dad's out of his freaking mind. Mm. Ah. Thank fuck the seed stopped there. Oh, wait, did it? Did Ramsey have a kid? Uh, Ruse Bolton or Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey. No, no, he didn't get a chance. He was... Uh, yeah, okay, good. That bloodline is stopped. That bloodline is dead. Excellent. Yes. And, you know, given the fact he doesn't seem to understand how it all works, maybe <laughs> he wasn't doing it right to begin with. You know? That yep. same with Sansa. She's like, what are you, what are you doing with my feet? <laughs> so this is how it works. No, it's... Actually, I'm not going to correct you. <laughs> he was out there killing a bunch of boys and hoping men would be born. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> Man, I don't know if I've... Do I have other notes? Let me, let me just go through here. We start with Grey Worm Owie. I do like that it bookends with uh, Grey Worm waking up and Miss Sunday looking after him. Then later on, he's all like, I failed. Uh, and she's like, no, you didn't. And he's like, no, I was afraid because I was afraid I would never see Miss Sunday's face again. It's like, oh. dude, even half dead, you are an operator. <laughs> Nicely done. He's a man of few words, but they are good words. Yeah. I, I've never seen someone so touched at, um, you know... Um, the subtext of her acting there, you mm. could tell it, she was thinking the word smooth. Whoo, damn. All right, now you scooch over in that little bed. Scooch, scooch, scooch. You find some space, scooch. <laughs> yeah. Is, um, again, boy, I'm, you need to scooch because you're getting a smooch. Oh, boom. Like it. Scooches and smooches. <laughs> uh, yeah, but again, I'm kind of disappointed that we don't get more of their relationship. They're such a sweet part of this show, and I know, yeah. you know it ends badly for them and yet a bit of... Grey Worm, that's his motivations towards the end. But, uh, yeah, it was, it's a really nice relationship. I like these guys. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, again, it's a shame that there's not much more of it, but mm. what we've gotten, I've all, in, I've enjoyed it all. Yeah, very nice. Let's see a supercard of all their scenes. That's real sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, the only other note I actually have about this episode is the water guy who visits uh, Podrick and uh, uh, Tilda Swanson. Mm-hmm. And he was just surprisingly handsome. Yeah. You know, they had just back shots of his scraggly grey hair and, and she's like, uh, what is your name? And he turns around and is like, Oh Hampson man, oh hello. <laughs> what up? <laughs> Looks like a slightly older, like, I don't know, Til- Timothy Oliphant or something. It was a weird back and forth. It was like, Oh, you know, I've worked here long. He's like, Yeah, all my life and stuff. It's like, Oh, can you get a message in the castle? It's like, uh, why? Yeah. Because, you know, the North remembers, and you're a Northman. Oh, okay, you convinced me. <laughs> All right, cool. Espionage yeah. is really easy, apparently. Man, my other note is going to be... Uh Dan Brady actually plays a game of Dragon's Den. She gets all the like high the leaders of all the current houses and takes them to the dragons because one of them, you know, one or all of them might be guilty of conspiring against her. And just two of them just get burned and eaten. It's like, mm-hmm. did, did they deserve that? Because <laughs> they're dead now. You didn't even present any evidence. They just killed them. You might suck, Dan Brady. Yeah. Like, this really shouldn't be too much of a surprise that you went all homicidal at the end. I know it was sudden, but it's it's always been there in subtle flecks of like this, where two people are just dead. It's like, oh, okay, she did that. And, yeah, uh, with the dragging express killing method. Yeah, I mean, it's a way, I mean, it's a way to go, to be sure. It was a combination also of Liu Kang's an- animality from Mortal Kombat 3 with the, you know, dragon with the fire. And mm-hmm. it was also combining that a little bit with Sub-Zero's fatality out of, I want to say, Deadly Alliance, Oof. where he picks someone up, freezes them, and then splits them in half. Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, she goes back to, you know, uh, 
What's it? Just lover boy guy. I don't know his name. And she's like, oh, you know, I came to tell you I was wrong. It's like, tell that to the dude you murdered. Jeez, you kind of <laughs> suck, Dan Brady. You kind of suck. I love this as well. You know, it's just like, uh, call upon the leaders and whatever. And the dude's like, but I am leader. Mm. It's like very, but doctor, I am Polly Archie vibes. Yeah, getting dragged off to the dragon's den. <laughs> um, and the other bit was a line I liked when John's talking to Tormund and he's all like, if the I ask the free folk to come follow you, they'll cut my guts out from my belly and make me eat them. It's, like, <laughs> it's not funny, but it's a fun line. Reminds me of that itchy and scratchy cartoon mm-hmm. <laughs> where he's, yeah, yeah, eating his own gut and then, you know, what actually kills him is the bill. Oh, yeah, naturally. It was a hundred dollars. That's a lot, I guess, for cat, <laughs> stomach, steak. Listen to the Simpsons Index. <laughs> um, man, that's, that's, uh, I'm out of, I'm, I'm out done. of notes here. Yeah. So uh, we must ask our final question. How did we get here? Well, the next episode is called Sons of the Harpy. Oh, I see. So I know what happens with the Queen of the Harpy. Mm-hmm. She gets her crown. The Sons of the Harpy, oh, what are they going to get? Uh, candy. <laughs> <laughs> Queen gets a crown and the kids get the candy. Yeah, they're going to get some candied plums. So we're going to see some harpies getting some candied plums. And have being... I met a harpy in this yet? Uh, you have. Yeah? Yes. yes. Uh, they're the, the, those dudes in the golden masks. Oh, they are harpies. Yes. Oh, okay. They're called Sons of the Harpy. Um, I don't know if you've seen it yet. Did it already? The top of the pyramid in Marine has like a big gold harpy on it. Um, I can't remember if they've already pulled that down or not. Wait, what is a harpy? Uh, it's like a mythical creature that's a woman in the top half, but has like vulture claw feet and wings. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, occasionally you have a queen of the harpies. Yeah. Um, uh, I was under the impression that a harpy was a succubus of some kind. Mm, I don't so not think exactly. So. No, they're still, you know, uh, humanoid, but right. um, definitely much more vicious. There but we it, go. it depends what version of the fiction you're reading. Okay. But, yeah. Like vampires, it changes a lot. So. Well, there we go. With nothing else, I learned uh, from this episode what what is harpy, mm. and what, it wasn't even relevant harpy? to this episode. <laughs> oh, but next time <laughs> we'll see some harpies and their sons. Yes. <laughs> well, until then. I've been BT Calloway, and that's been Elliot J. O'Neill. Goodbye! And for now, our watch is ended.